Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. A covenant heart honors their word. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. So glad you're joining me for this time together. And if you haven't invited a friend or sent it over to them, I'd encourage you to do that. I've gotten some great feedback on how these uh, times together, you know, talking about leadership in the context of the local church. That's why we call it leadership in context, because if it doesn't work in the local church, it's just a philosophy. And Jesus is building the church, so gee whiz, that's what we ought to be doing. Amen? So I've been talking about covenant and what does it look like. Uh, primarily, I've been working out of First Peter 1, but I want to go over to John 17. We did reference John 17 before, and today I want to go over there with you for a few minutes. And I want to talk about this concept. A covenant heart honors their word. A person with a covenant heart, with a covenant understanding is somebody that really sees their word as something that is very spiritual, very purposeful, and very reliable. In John 17, 17, Jesus said this, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. We are sanctified in truth, and we live a sanctified life by walking in truth. And of course, Truth is demonstrated. Truth is not abstract. Truth is absolute. But Jesus said, my words are truth. So we need to be people that walk in truth and understand the reality that our words need to be true. Now, not only do our words need to be true, but we can use that understanding to our advantage. In other words, because I am going to honor my word, therefore, I am going to, A, really contemplate before I put my word out there. It's going to take some consideration. But here's another way it's worked in my life uh, that I'd like to share with you. Sometimes there are things I know I need to say yes to, I need to agree to, and I need to commit to. And to be honest with you, I really don't want to do it. I really don't feel like it. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to agree to go to a certain place and maybe do some kind of a ministry. I don't want to agree to go meet somebody and talk about something. I have days like that too. I think usually I'm I'm pretty affable. I think usually I'm pretty willing but there are times when I don't want to. There's times I'll get a call and somebody say, will you help us with this? Or would you go here? Or would you do this? And my honest instinct is say, I really don't want to do that. But here's where a covenant heart comes in. At the same time when I do that, I'm, I'm conscious that it's the right thing to do. It's really what God would have me do. But rather than say, I'll pray about it, because you know what pray about it means to Christians. That means no. I've got the gift of interpretation. So when Christians are all going to pray about it, well, they're just, they're just giving you the charismatic version of how to say no. But so I'll use a covenant understanding to my advantage. I'll put my word out there. I'll say, you know what? Yes, I agree. Yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll be there. Yes, I'll do that. 
because I use my word as a stake in the ground. I had this picture one time when thinking about this of a, of a mountain climber going up the, the rock cliff, you know, and, and they take those pegs and they put them in there and they're going somewhere where they haven't been before, but they're just not going on their own grip. They're, they're using some aids, you know, they're going to pound that stake and they're going to grip it. They're going to stand on it. Well, that's what I do with my word. Sometimes there's just things I don't want to do. I don't feel like doing. I know if it gets to that time, I'll find a way to worm myself out of there. Hey, I got a couple of you right there. You got to admit, I just nailed you. Now, listen to me. Give your word. Make your word so honorable that when you put it in, it's like driving that peg and say, you know what? You can count on me. I'm going to be there. I'm going to do that. I- I'm agreeing to that. Not so much because I'm all excited about it because I know it's the right thing to do. And I know if I give my word, hallelujah, I'll be there. Isn't that a great way to use uh, the principles of life in the most advantageous way? Amen. Now, let me jump over to Psalm 15. Some of you uh, certainly are familiar with this psalm. It's a psalm you should be familiar with. You've heard it quoted. It's a short psalm. It's only five verses. Uh, But you know what? I'm just going to read those five verses to you, okay? O Lord, who may abide in your tent and who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks with integrity and works righteousness and speaks truth in his heart. He does not slander with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor takes up reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a reprobate is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord. Now listen to this phrase. He swears to his own hurt and does not change. He does not put out his money at interest, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be shaken. Psalm 15 is all about spiritual integrity. And it says here in verse four, he swears to his own hurt and does not change. Now listen, the reality is when you make a covenant Sooner or later, that covenant's going to hurt you, but you know what? You do it anyway. You That's why you make that promise ahead of time, and you do it anyway. Probably the most graphic illustration of that is found in the book of Joshua in the ninth chapter, where God said to them, look, I don't want you to make a covenant with anybody. I don't want you to emotionally give your word away. I don't want you to promise anything to anybody because if you do, then you've got to keep your word. And you've got to realize if you make a covenant, if you make an emotional covenant, if you make a covenant when you haven't thought through it, it's still a covenant. Your word is still supposed to be the gold standard. So the Gibeonites come to Joshua and they dress themselves all out like they like they've been traveling. They bring stale bread with them, and they say we're from a far land, and you've got a promise that you know you won't hurt us. And uh, of course, they were deceiving them the whole time. Isn't it interesting that these people that that wanted the favor of Joshua knew that if Joshua gave his word to them, that he would keep it? Wow. What a reputation to have. You know, those Christians, those believers from that church, that business guy, that pastor, you know, if they say they're going to do something, even if we kind of like emotionally manipulated them to get them to do it, you know what? They're going to keep their word. Oh God, give me that reputation, please. 
Okay? So what happens is they find out that these guys tricked them and the congregation is saying, hey, you know, they were mumbling against their leaders because their leaders made a bad decision. And here's what the leader said to them in verse 19, Joshua 9.19. But all the leaders said to the whole congregation, so all the leaders, they were all together and they said this to the whole congregation, one voice and, and they're admitting they blew it. We have sworn to them by the Lord, the God of Israel, and now we cannot touch them. In other words, you know what? We should not have given our word, but we did. So this is our word. I should have not have signed up for that, but I did. I should not have agreed to do that, but I did. And that's my word. And that's what we're going to do. You know, I'll just tell you a very painful uh, kind of situation from our life on it. Years ago, when I was leading Operation Rescue, uh, we had our ex-insurance man who had all of our data. I mean, they had our blood type, our, our, you know, our DNA profile, our social security number, or, you know, the, you know, your insurance guy has everything. And I was so caught up with Operation Rescue that he was able to go into an account that churches had set aside for our retirement since we had started in ministry, and he stole all that money. He took all of that money. Uh, he eventually went to jail for it because he was uh, a thief. He had got in great gambling debt and he had done this to other clients. The problem was I had promised a lady on our staff that was working with us that had committed to two years that if she went for another year that I would pay for her, her nursing school for two years. Uh, and now all that money was gone. That's the money I was going to use. And uh, so somebody said, well, what did you tell her? I, I told her to sign up for school. I mean, I, I gave my word. Penny and I gave our word. We, we looked at each other. How are we going to do this? You know, we had a growing family. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I can't say that our income was limited because, you know, we're serving God. But we certainly didn't have that kind of resource to do that. And... Uh, so we did it. You say, well, how do we do it? I, I don't really have a clue to this day, but somehow we did it. We we tightened our belt. We pulled it off. It wasn't her problem. I made her a promise. We had to keep the promise. I mean, I was challenged by God. I, I didn't know any other way around this. It was not her fault. You know, as a matter of fact, even if it was her fault, I still gave my word. You know, that was many years ago. Uh, that was 1995. I think the Lord has repaid me more than once. Can I just tell you that? But I think it's also taught me some of these things I've been sharing with you on covenant, that this is real, that this is not a great philosophy. This is a real idea that when you make a promise that you keep it, that when God makes a promise, he keeps it. This is what covenant looks like. I want to challenge you. If you've got a word out there that is haunting you, that you need to deal with, there is a place in scripture where it says if you've made a promise, you can go to somebody and ask to be released. That's legitimate. I, I wouldn't practice that a lot. But you just don't not do it. Okay? Hey, this is Keith Tusi with Leadership in Context. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, share it with somebody. Maybe you need to listen to it again and let God speak to your heart about some things. But, you know, this is what the family of God looks like. This should be our reputation. We are the people that keep our word. God bless you. Today, Keith continued his discussion on understanding covenant. Jesus said that his words are true. 
We need to be people that walk in truth and understand the reality that our word needs to be true because a covenant heart honors their word. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.